I don't get angry often. But you mess with my wife, you mess with my kids, that'll do it every time. Donald, you're a sniveling coward and leave Heidi the hell alone. Donald Trump alleges that my dad was involved in assassinating JFK. Now, let's be clear. This is nuts. This is not a reasonable position. This is just kooky. This man is a pathological liar. He doesn't know the difference between truth and lies. He lies practically every word that comes out of his mouth. Well, look, I, I like Donald Trump. He's a friend of mine. He and I have sat down and visited many, many times. Uh, I think the reason why he's getting the attention he is and the support he is is that he's bold and brash and he's willing to speak the truth. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this hot, heavy, weeks-long cicada orgy episode <laughs> of the Facts and Friends podcast. My name is Tino. We need some, and, we need some, c- some cicada sound effects in the background <laughs> like right now. I almost got some. <laughs> my name is Tino, and joining me this week is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him as a madman, a racist, sexist pig, what? that fucking lunatic, and a corrupt motherfucker. It's Judson. <laughs> Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. Was Obama talking about me again? <laughs> Man, that's some mighty strong language, huh? <laughs> yeah, I I think it was. Why would most people know you that way, Judson? They wouldn't. <laughs> that's true. Maybe some small subset. I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, but those people whose kids you call out at baseball games, maybe. <laughs> you never know. I mean, I, I I could be a jerk, I guess. That makes two of us. <laughs> so, actually, those remarks were allegedly made by former president and failed podcast host Barack Obama. <laughs> failed huh i don't think his show got very good reviews oh i i I didn't listen i heard it was boring well you can't say that about us that's all i can say (laughs) that's right that's at least how obama's remarks were described in edward isaac dovier's upcoming book battle for the soul inside the democrats campaigns to defeat donald trump which is uh due out this week oh according to the book during the 2020 presidential campaign obama referred to trump as those i don't need to say them again right madman racist sexist pig fucking lunatic corrupt motherfucker right and i think that if that's true right that's how he described the former guy i think he deserves another nobel peace prize for his restraint i mean (laughs) he's basically sugarcoating it i guess i mean that's that's all i can say about that because i think that is a perfectly reasonable way to describe like his first week in office (laughs) but but if we're going into like you know the full four years we're gonna need some stronger language Okay. That's all. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. Well, Judson, I don't think hot, heavy, weeks-long cicada orgy requires <laughs> e- extra explanation. Depends on where you live. But yeah, it should. I think everyone's heard about them, if they haven't actually heard them. Well, we both live in states that are expecting the emergence of the brood 10 cicadas very shortly, if not already. Have you seen any in, in your neck of the woods? I have not seen any. I also try to avoid going outside still. So, you know, except for like during the day at like baseball and, and whatnot. So you haven't seen or heard them? I have not seen or heard them yet. No. Has it been warm where you are? Uh, it was today. Yeah. But it has in the 90s here today. Yeah. Just got into the like real, like almost su- summer weather here. So any, any day now for both of us, right? Yes, I think so. Well, if somehow listeners hadn't heard, I'm going to explain Brood 10 Cicadas very quickly. Every 17 years. Tino, ladies and gentlemen, podcast host and amateur entomologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified of bugs. <laughs> Every 17 years, a bunch of states from the Northeast all the way down to North Carolina are host to billions of extremely loud winged insects called cicadas. Now, not all cicadas are these what are called periodical breeds. Right. 
there apparently there are almost like 3,400 species of cicada worldwide. There are a lot of insects, it turns out. Yeah. But there are 12 periodical broods in the U.S., and they emerge all at once every 13 or 17 years, depending on the brood. Brood 10, though, is the biggest one. Right. So back in 2004, the last time we saw Brood 10, billions of newly hatched cicada nymphs burrowed into the dirt, and they've basically been underground ever since. Yep. Now, up to 1.4 million cicadas per acre are surfacing to molt for the last time at the ripe young age of 17. I just want to say, I think it would be nice to have been buried under the dirt for the last 17 years. Some of them were really good. <laughs> Some of them were good. Some of them were not so good. So Trump started in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, you could, I think buried under the dirt from 2016 to 2021 or maybe still being buried under the dirt now. <laughs> maybe still. Because <laughs> then you'd miss the entire Trump presidency. Yeah. You'd miss most of the pandemic and you'd be able to skip the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> A lot of disappointment going around, it turns out. Well, when they come out of the ground, what all this amounts to is them making a shit ton of noise. I've read that their collective mating song can reach 100 decibels. It can be pretty loud. And then basically the only other thing is they're fucking their brains out. That's what they're here for. <laughs> Honestly, that's what most of us are here for, it turns out. Yeah. But then a few <laughs> weeks later, all the 17-year-olds die and their babies burrow back into the dirt and they'll do it all over again in 2038. <laughs> there it is. Your Brood 10 Cicada Primer. <laughs> Good. But Justin, there's another weird twist to this whole bizarre natural event. Right. Actually, I, I think I've heard this. You've heard, have, you, have you heard of the zombie fungus that some of the cicadas can get? Yeah. Yep. I sure have. It makes their butts fall off. Yes. I'm going <laughs> to go over that too, because people oh. love cicadas. Okay. You really are going in depth on this particular issue. I am. <laughs> it's going somewhere. I promise. I feel like I should like read over the notes before the show sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, <laughs> Maybe just giving you a free reign is maybe a bit of a, maybe a, bit of a mistake. Tino, Tino went down a cicada <laughs> research rabbit hole, and now the whole show's about what he learned about cicadas. Hey, it's facts and friends. It's true. <laughs> this is really cool, actually. Live it up to our name. This fungus, as you mentioned, their butts fall off, yep. but it's called Massapora, oh boy, Cicadina. Cicadina, you think? Yeah, that's what I would say. All right. Massapora Cicadina. We think. <laughs> and it grows inside of some of them while they're underground, but it doesn't kill them. Well, not, not right away, at least. Right. So it grows inside them. And then about a week after they emerge, you start seeing it because it's filling up their insides and it's pushing out against their abdomens. Then little by little, the back halves of their bodies fall off. But then to make matters worse, whatever- As if they could get worse. <laughs> they can. But wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> to make things worse, whatever that chemical compound that's in the fungus is, it has an amphetamine-like effect, okay? Right. And it causes the infected cicadas, which are now effectively mindless zombies, yep. to screw everything in sight. Yeah. Despite having no genitals anymore. Yeah, it, it makes it... It's, it's pretty difficult to do it, you would think. Oh, no, 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 no. See, they're, they're not acting in their own interests anymore. Of course not. They're acting in the interests of the fungus. Yep. So they're trying to mate with every cicada they can, regardless of gender, to try to spread the fungus. Yep. The females continue to exhibit like female mating behavior, but the males also start exhibiting female mating behavior because they want to just mate with as many cicadas as possible to spread that fungus. Right. If we ever do have a zombie apocalypse, it's probably going to be a fungus. Because there are all kinds of these, like, essentially mind-controlling fungi out there. Well, Judson, in a related story, things aren't looking so great for your favorite alleged child sex trafficker, Wait, Matt Gates. First of all, not my favorite, and second, a related story? <laughs> Maybe I have those backwards. But either way, <laughs> I have two questions. 
That's fair. <laughs> Do you have an alleged child sex trafficker that you like more than Matt Gates? Is that what you're saying? I uh, honestly, I, th- I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have a pedophile relative. I think we've covered on our last show. So that's true. I mean, if I had to pick between the two of them, I'm going to probably pick that guy. Right. You raise a good question about how (laughs) these two things are connected. But again, if you bear with me, I will get to it. Okay. Okay. So we got a few details from the Joel Greenberg plea agreement. Yes, we did. (laughs) It basically claims that Greenberg had sex with a girl, quote, at least seven times when she was a minor. We should say raped a girl, raped a girl at least seven times when she was a minor. (laughs) I'm quoting the report. Okay. Sorry. on the actual uh, plea agreement. So uh, the quote goes on. He also, quote, introduced the minor to other adult men who engaged in commercial sex acts with the minor. Hmm. Close quote. Yeah. No one is named in the plea deal at all. But based on Team Gates's recent assault on Greenberg's credibility, I at least have a guess that I'm confident is spot on correct. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think we all know where this is going for several reasons. One of which is like Greenberg and Gates were always together, apparently. And two, Greenberg basically already said this is what happened. Just now it's actually like in a plea agreement written down. Just not Gates's name attached to it. Exactly. But it gets better for Matt Gates this week. Does it? Uh, <laughs> Does it get better? Apparently, federal authorities investigating the whole alleged sex trafficking thing have secured the cooperation of one of his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> So this woman, Judson, she's a former Capitol Hill staffer. Do you know about her? I know a little bit about her. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's considered a critical witness because she's linked to Gates going as far back as summer of 2017. And I guess that's the time period they're really looking at right now. Right. Yeah. But she can also help us understand the relevance of all those Venmo transactions that Gates insists were not to pay for sex. Yes. I'm sure. School, school and books. Right. 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 Well, education's important. (laughs) Now, I promise to explain how the Brood 10 Cicada story and the Matt Gates update, how, how those two stories were connected right i will explain that now good so when i was doing research on the Bruten cicada emergence which clearly i did a lot of a lot <laughs> yeah i was impressed well i was trying to get a sense of what i might expect in my own yard i have dogs apparently the dogs like eating them uh, and true yeah so you know i'm, I'm not opening windows because they don't mind they'll land anywhere they're, they're dumb insects as... man yeah <laughs> well also when i did all this research i stumbled across a really strange similarity between the Bruten cicadas and matt gates Okay. All right. So I'm going to go over the, the, the few that I scribbled down while I was thinking about this. Sure. One is that both the Brute 10 Cicadas and Matt Gates will have sex with any female regardless of age. <laughs> they both make a shit ton of obnoxious noise. Can confirm. <laughs> they hang out with other males trying to lure females. Oh, man. <laughs> they fuck their brains out while under the influence of a behavior altering substance. <laughs> Yep. And uh, if things go as expected, uh, neither are going to be around very long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's hope so. Would you now agree that those stories are, are pretty closely connected? I, I basically, I was just waiting for the fungus to pop up in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, of course I was going to. <laughs> Why would I spend three minutes talking about that insane fungus if I weren't going to somehow tie it back to Matt Gates and his meth use or whatever the hell he was taking? Yeah. Was it ecstasy? What was it? Was it yeah, both? They were on ecstasy. Yeah. Okay. All right, Judson. So here at the top of the show, or because the middle of the top of the show, I thought we'd do a quick roundup of this week's news before the break. Sounds good. Sound all right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'll take the first one. It's very quick. Okay. New York Attorney General Letitia James got confused this week, Judson. What? She did? Apparently, she thought it was Christmas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my birthday. And your birthday. <laughs> at least that's the only explanation I had for announcing this. Our civil investigation continues. 
but we are now actively investigating the Trump organization in a criminal capacity. What are your thoughts, Judson? Uh, Happy birthday, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I am cautiously optimistic. I'm going to withhold my song and dance routine until there's actually an arrest made somewhere here. Fair. Yeah, we've been disappointed by investigations into Trump before. Yeah. I mean, if, if what was it, Wesselberg? Is that his name? Weisselberg. Weisselberg. If, Weiss, if Weisselberg flips, then uh, I, I might do a little jig. Weisselberg, by the way, is the CFO of the Trump organization and been closely tied to Trump for decades. Yeah, if something like that happens, but until then, I mean, it's, it's just they're investigating and he's been investigated a lot to uh, almost no repercussions. I think I'm right there with you. I mean, it's great news because you have to investigate if you're going to find anything. But Absolutely. Well, if Weisselberg is smart, he'll flip because if he doesn't, Trump is going to throw him <laughs> under the <laughs> fucking bus. Yes, he will. That's a, that's a uh, one of those r- rules of nature. Well, even if he does, Trump is going to throw him under the fucking bus. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely going to happen. If he but flips, better for yeah. him to go first. Yeah, yeah. It's better to jump under the bus sometimes, I think, and yeah. drag him down with you. <laughs> okay, Judson, why don't you take this next one? The The headline here is Madison Cawthorn is a coward. Madison Cawthorn is a coward. Now, in 2020, Representative Madison Cawthorn from North Carolina said Democrats who didn't show up to work were, quote, cowards. So this was while he was campaigning, I take it? I, it must have been, yeah, right? Because the election yeah, was in 2020. Okay. Maybe, maybe after he was elected. But before the Congress actually started, I guess. I don't know the exact It date. feels like something one would say on a campaign speech. It does. But then again, Republicans basically all sound like they're on campaign speeches these days. So Yeah, all the time. Yeah. That's a good point. So, But a report from Axios showed that Cawthorn has missed 16.2% of the votes in this current session of Congress. Oh, that seems like a lot. It's three percentage points more than the next closest member, who happens to be another Republican from Georgia, Andrew Clyde. Oh, we were going to talk about him a little oh, later. Good. <laughs> but Cawthorn has missed more than five times the number of votes as the highest listed Democrat, who is, rep- oh. is Representative Jamal Bowman of New York, who has missed only 2.82% of the votes. <laughs> Cawthorn's excuse, uh, he told the conservative network Real America's Voice that he missed his votes due to his, quote, service as a husband, end quote. What the fuck <laughs> does that mean? He went on his honeymoon. Okay. I, I guess there was service involved. I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't want to be there. But it turns out the house was not in session the entire week before his honeymoon. And it, they will also not be in session the first week of June, the first week of July, and all of the month of August. Any of those times, he could have gone on his honeymoon and missed no votes. Without missing work. Yes, exactly. Ergo, Madison Cawthorn by his own logic, is a coward. That's probably the least bad thing he is. No, you're you're absolutely right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Judson, you're going to be really happy to hear that Joe Biden is not a hologram. Was there some question that he was a hologram? Yes. Okay. Do you, Please explain. Do you remember a time, Judson, when- A simpler time. <laughs> was, indeed. When fact-checking was more or less reserved for assertions in like major political speeches. Yeah. Or in presidential debates. Or in tweets. Yeah, you know, whichever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in 2021 now. Yeah. So this headline came up in my newsfeed this week. Quote, no, Biden wasn't computer generated in a March interview. <laughs> Yes, PolitiFact was fact-checking a fairly widespread theory that- Biden can barely manage Zoom, okay? (laughs) Convincing me that somehow he's involved in some sort of CGI version of himself, that's going to be a hard sell. Fair. (laughs) I think those putting that conspiracy theory forward are suggesting that his team does it for him. I guess. Remember, we discussed Bishop Larry Gators last week, who thinks that Biden's dead anyway, so- Everyone's dead. The Clintons are dead. They're all clones. Right. 
Got Why it. was Tom Hanks in that group? Because Tom Hanks is one of the Illuminati, and because he had COVID, therefore he must actually be dead and replaced by a clone. It doesn't have to make sense, Tino. It just I'm a little ha- worried about how easily you explained that to me. <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. That's the, that's the whole point. Well, speaking of not making any sense, Judson. Yes. <laughs> PolitiFact was fact-checking this theory that this brief interview that Biden gave on March 16th before boarding a helicopter was staged in front of a green screen. Okay. Instead of just being in front of a helicopter? Right. So in this eight hour video, which has since been taken down, the host claims, quote, this is not Joe Biden making an appearance. What you're actually seeing here is a holographic image of Joe being transmitted from behind the scene. Okay. So what you're saying there is that we we have holographic technology, which sounds fun. If that were true... Well, we do. I mean, you've seen those concerts, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. But like the, the kind that we could use like, to make Zoom calls instead of... We're, we're talking about like Star Trek stuff here, basically, in this sense, what they're, what they're portraying this as, right? No, I, haven't... Or they say, like, is it, I, I guess I'm confused. Is it that he was not physically there and he was physically somewhere else and they're just projecting this image of him, which, okay, so the hell what? Or is it that the image itself is faked? And he doesn't even exist. I guess that's my question. Like, what's the what's the conspiracy? Please don't make me get into their minds. But <laughs> I think there are divergent reasons. Okay. I think one reason could be that Trump's the real president. Oh, of course. And Biden is just pretending to be a president and staging this press conference. There's a theory I mentioned that Biden's actually dead. So what's the rationale for Trump having to pretend to not be president when he's re- really been president the whole time, though? Are you seriously asking me that question? <laughs> I just just wanted to hear you play more cicada sound or cricket sounds. <laughs> okay, Justin, we're going to play a new game here. Man, how many new games do you have? A lot. Okay. Last week we played Guess What I'm Holding. Yep. Listeners might remember it because of the unshakable recurring nightmares they've been having about Ted Cruz's scrotum <laughs> after so, listening to last week's show. So sorry. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, worry not, listeners. We're not playing that game this week. Instead, we're playing a game I'm calling, What the Fuck is Marjorie Taylor Greene Talking About? Oh, no, I pass. Pass. <laughs> There's no passing in this. <laughs> Damn it. This is a simple game, Judson. I will play a clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you just have to tell me what the fuck she's talking about. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, no, definitely not. Okay. This woman is mentally ill. You know, we can look back in a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star, and they were definitely treated like second-class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. Okay, Judson, so tell me, what the fuck is Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> or or anyone? I don't care. It can have to be a friend. Just, just someone. <laughs> she is crazy pants man this is I mean, this she's is actually talking about something pretty specific there uh, oh you mean uh, what, she, uh, what she's actually talking about she's talking about uh, nancy pelosi requiring people in the house to either be vaccinated or wear masks that's exactly what she's talking yeah, about. that's what she's talking about the gold stars from the holocaust she's comparing to wearing a mask and requiring you to wear a mask or be vaccinated or if you choose to break those rules pay a fine every time you do is in no way equivalent to gassing innocent people in a genocide oh my fucking god how's your blood pressure machine (sighs) nope nope i gotta save it for the rant later man okay (laughs) all right finally judson we had no doubt that Liz Cheney would be primary. No, we definitely did not have any doubt about that. But we had no idea that the TQP, remember that's a Trump QAnon party, yep. was going to bring out the big guns. Oh, who's their challenger? I don't even know. One of Cheney's challengers is none other than Wyoming State Senator 
Anthony Bouchard. I don't know Anthony, okay? Well, let me tell you a little bit about him. I'm not from Wyoming, so, that, you know. Not many people are, Judson. Yet they still have two senators. They have a lot of, you're right, a very small percentage of people from there. <laughs> Bouchard admitted to something last week, something very on brand for a TQP member. Do you know what it is, Judson? Yeah, I know what it is. That's right. Bouchard came clean into a child's vagina, oh, impregnating no, her. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I tried to get your feedback on that line. You did. And I, I no ignored, one answered. I ignored you, and you went with it anyway. <laughs> you want me to not go with it? You say, please don't say that. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> It's, yeah, he... I'm going to do the clean version just in case. No, it's fine. It's fine. Now, the little girl that Bouchard impregnated was 14, and Bouchard was 18 at the time, which makes it different, but still not okay. I think one of those is an adult and one of those is not. That's correct. And the only reason Bouchard came forward with this information was because, in his words, the establishment swamp forced him to do so. How did they force him to... To sleep with, to, have, to uh, statutory oh, rape. Not to rape, just to come forward with it. Oh, I see. Just to, just to tell everyone that he had yeah. committed statutory rape. Okay. Here's his tweet from yesterday. Investigators have been hounding my family for weeks, and now the liberal fake news is coming out with a hit piece about my teenage years. This is why good people avoid running for office. I won't back down, swamp. I'm sorry. This is why good people who rape 14-year-olds don't run for office? Yeah. <laughs> we have very different definitions of what makes a person good <laughs> holy shit honestly judson i think he released that information because it would probably help him among his base it might it really might well and, and the defense is the defense of him has been that he did the quote right thing end quote by marrying her and forced the girl to yeah to get married to him at 15 and how long did that marriage last it lasted three years three years that's two right. years after it failed she killed herself i did not know that yeah it's a very sad story you sure know how to make a joke funny <laughs> It's, it's a, it's, the guy is a monster. I mean, I'm not saying he forced the girl to kill herself, but he was not exactly, he did not sound very upset about the fact that that's what had happened. It turns out women and, and, and children who are raped have difficulty later in life with their mental health. Turns out, yeah. Well, I don't even know I can read this here because... I was going to say, it gets worse, of course, but now it doesn't. You already, <laughs> already taking it to the bottom. You, you already made it much worse. Yeah. But this is, what he, this is what Bouchard said in a Facebook Live video defending himself. He said, quote, everybody has something in their life that they did. We've all had these problems. Why is this a big no, deal? No, no, I haven't had this problem. No, I have either. not had this problem. No. I did not rape a 14-year-old when I was 18. I did, that did he, not happen. He says, so bottom line, it's a story when I was young. Two teenagers, girl gets pregnant. You've heard those stories before. She was a little younger than me. So it's like the Romeo and Juliet story. No, no. It's not like the Romeo and Juliet story because you are still alive. She she, right. she, she accurately went through with that, but you didn't. Yes. Fuck you, Anthony Bouchard. By the way, in the um, 424-year-old William Shakespeare play, yeah. Juliet's age is given as 13. Romeo's mm -hmm. age isn't mentioned. Right. But the age of consent in England at the time was 12. Ugh. So at least it wasn't rape then. So what, what's the motto? Like, Florida, at least you're better than, like, Shakespeare's England? Is that the... <laughs> I actually, I think if more congressional Republicans get word of that little fact, you can guarantee the next spending bill is going to include trillions of dollars for the Gates Bouchard DeLorean project. We will be right back. 
Looking for a podcast that speaks to you? Look no further. The boys at the Facts and Friends podcast have you covered. My name is Tino, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host. You all probably know him as the Jewish space laser operator, Third Shift. <laughs> Third Shift? God damn it! <laughs> but, but I know him as Judson. Hello, Judson. Hi, Tino. Host Judson and Tino bring you some of the funniest takes in podcasting. And how long did that marriage last? It lasted three years. Three years, that's three right. Three years after it failed, she killed herself. I did not know that. Yeah. It's a very sad story. You sure know how to make a joke funny. <laughs> Always positive. Fuck you, Mitch. He beat your entire party into submission, and you helped him do it. Fun for the whole family. All she needs to be qualified is a black pussy. No brain needed. You'll always have fun listening to the Facts and Friends podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. That sounds like an awesome podcast, Judson. <laughs> We should download it and maybe listen to it sometime. I, I, we definitely should do that, yeah. The gay one sounds really sexy. Does he? I don't even know. If, uh, <laughs> it will be clear that I'm gay from the commercial. <laughs> Probably. All right, Jetson, I just realized in our news roundup, we neglected to mention hashtag emasculate Ted. Oh, we did. Do we have a minute? Because yeah, I would really like to hear your take on let's it. Let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, so Ted Cruz. I know I know of him. Yeah. So, and, I, and, and his scrotum. I wait, are you gonna, having, oh, I knew you were going to bring the scrotum <laughs> into this. You've been having some bad, some bad memories there, I heard. <laughs> we're going to have to edit your contract, I think. <laughs> But Ted Cruz, he made a he made a bad tweet. Is was what boo boo? He made a yeah he made a boo boo on Twitter. Okay, so he said on Twitter he shared a video of a Russian army ad, a Rus- Russian propaganda video for their army, and a U.S. army ad that was aired this year. I saw the spot. Yeah, yep. I saw the whole video. Yep. So he said in response to that, "Holy crap! Perhaps a woke." emasculated military is not the best idea. So you want to describe the two videos so the folks understand? So the first one, I mean, you can, maybe you have a better... Yeah, the first one is hot. (laughs) Maybe you should describe the first one then. The first one is this like shirtless, young, blue-eyed, stone-faced chiseled man getting up out of bed in like a barracks yep and there's a lot of close-ups on his face and they do all kind of like military fighting things it's very propaganda-y and they do push-ups at some point but it's just like look we are so masculine yeah, right exactly it's, it's hyper masculine propaganda trying to get people to join the military right i mean it's, it's, it's trying to recruit straight white men well or actually no actually like gay dudes from delaware actually curious white guys yeah <laughs> i was i i got kind of interested in the russian military for a <laughs> hot second there <laughs> But the second video, the one the, the the newer spot from our military, is a personal story by a, a corporal. Of course, she's an air defense enhanced early warning system operator. She's a real person. Corporal uh, is it Emma Malone, Lord. All I know is she has lesbian moms. Right. It's it's personal story that she's sharing about you know why she serves right what why she signed up to to serve their country. What Ted Cruz is essentially doing here is discounting her personal story the personal story of one of our service members on why she joined the military in the first place 
and all other children of same-sex couples. Yeah, and, and of anyone. How is that emasculating? I think the only person emasculated in this conversation at any point has been Ted Cruz. Is that why hashtag emasculate Ted with T-E-D-O in caps was trending? Yes, exactly. Uh, I think uh, you may recall that he ran for president in 2016. Does that does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't. He didn't win. No, he didn't. He uh, let Donald Trump call his wife ugly and his dad JFK's murderer. He did do those things. And then he phone banked for Trump after that. Mm-hmm. What gets me is that the ad by for the U.S. military is meant to recruit people to a volunteer force. And they're trying to appeal to people in all walks of life from all different kinds of backgrounds. And for a sitting U.S. senator to degrade and mock our service members for attempting to help recruit other people to our military service, our all-volunteer force, is just beyond embarrassing and shameful. That, that's that's my thought. What do you think Tucker Carlson is going to say when the uh, Black Little Mermaid comes out? <laughs> I don't know that I'm in the right headspace to think of what Tuckums might say about that. Tuckums. Yeah. He fired me, by the way. Did he fire? Well, that's about time. You really, you really, you really <laughs> weren't helping. You weren't helping. Justin, do you remember the events of January 6, 2021? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, domestic terrorists, incited by Donald Trump, among others, attacked the seat of our democracy, you know, the U.S. Capitol, uh-huh. threatened to assassinate U.S. officials, including Speaker of the House and Vice President Mike Pence, and they injured and even resulted in the deaths of some police officers in the process. Well, that's certainly one way to look at things. uh, The reality-based one? Justin, I've come to understand that there's more than one accepted explanation of the events of that day. You have come to understand incorrectly. For instance, Mm -hmm. Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson. Fucking Ron Johnson. (laughs) Had this insightful take. Even calling it an insurrection, uh, it wasn't. You know, I condemn the breach. I condemn the violence. But uh, to say there were thousands of armed insurrectionists uh, you know, breaching the Capitol, intent on overthrowing the government, is just simply false narrative. By and large, it was, it was all it was peaceful protests, except for, you know, there, there were a number of people, basically agitators, that uh, whipped the crowd and, and breached the Capitol. Like Mo Brooks and Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I've heard anyone say that there were thousands of armed protesters breaching the Capitol. Is that something? I don't think anyone said that. No one said that. See, that's a straw man. He is setting up a bullshit argument to knock down and make himself look so smart and and, and reasonable. No one thinks Ron Johnson is smart. Well, that too. Also a straw man. Ron Johnson's (laughs) intellect. Ron Johnson's moral fortitude. Also a straw man. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's fucked up. Judson, if that wasn't batshit crazy, revision is bullshit enough for you. No, no, it was. It sounds like it might not have been. It was. It was. It was. I'm done. I'm I'm capped out. Well, I'm still giving you more. (sighs) Here's, Here's Congressman Andrew Clyde, Andrew Republican Clyde from, from, Georgia's from Georgia's 9th District. We talked about him a little earlier. Second most absent uh, congressperson in the That's House. correct. <laughs> I think he was also absent in reality class. Oh. Because he has a crazier take on January 6th. Let me be clear. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes, taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Ah. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you always see the tourists walking off with the speaker's podium. That's that's right. what, every day. She, has, she goes through a ton of those things. They just take them every time. Is that blood pressure machine of yours still around? <sighs> no, I broke it last week. <laughs> okay. 
Andrew Clyde, guy right. claiming that it was just a tourist, that it looks like just tourists there, is on video, or, or at least on still images I've seen, barricading the doors to the chambers... Correct. Where he was and like screaming. It looks like it looks like he's not having a good tour is what is all I can tell you. It looks like he might have made a poopy in his it, pants. It's, it's, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible that happened. He does not look calm and ra- reassured that no one's going to get hurt here. Maybe he was thinking of one of those like ultra real haunted houses kind of tours. <laughs> Maybe. You know, where they really actually try to scare you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got him. They got him good. <laughs> It worked. All right, Justin. Well, another interesting take on how to describe the domestic terrorists who attacked our capital came from none other than one of the terrorist lawyers. Oh, okay. That's right. Jacob Chansley's lawyer, Albert Watkins. That's the Q shaman, right? That's the Q shaman. We had previously called him Jake Angeli. That was one of his names. But it seems like we've coalesced around this name, Jacob Chansley. It's hard to keep up with these people that have all these damn names. I don't. It is. Well, his lawyer, Albert Watkins, had this to say about the insurrectionists in an interview with Talking Points Memo. Now, we don't have the audio of this, but neither Judson nor I wanted to be recorded (laughs) saying these things. Yes, definitely not. And we're not even Chansley's lawyer. (laughs) A quality I would want in a lawyer is not wanting to be recorded saying these things. Definitely um, in my top five of things to look for in a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> not your dad it's another that, one probably that's just that's one of them yeah okay well so i found a clip of se cup saying it on her cnn show unfiltered oh good uh, she does a kind of half-assed job like she says she doesn't say some of the words i would say like fucking <laughs> of course and she says one of the things that i wouldn't have said I, anyway i bet i can guess <laughs> i bet you can take it away this is what albert watkins said to talking points memo a lot of these defendants they're all f-word short bus people These are people with brain damage. They're F-word, R-words. But they're our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, our coworkers. They're part of our country. These aren't bad people. They don't have prior criminal history. F-word, they were subjected to four plus years of goddamn propaganda, the likes of which the world has not seen since F-word Hitler. She actually surprised me. Because she didn't say the R word? I thought for sure it was going to be the R word. I would not have said the whole short bus thing. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Yeah. But I thought for sure it was going to be the R word. Okay. Well, good job, Essie. As jobs go, I think she could have said fuck. (laughs) I mean, the show is called Unfiltered. What the hell? (laughs) Exactly. All the filtering. False advertising. (laughs) So, Justin, with lawyering like that, I bet Trump's impeachment defense team wants him to finish that Gates Bouchard DeLorean ASAP. (laughs) I think you're right. Whether they dishonestly try to explain things away as a peaceful protest or as just another capital tour or as... F-word or words. Still (laughs) Still not saying it. Or they were hugging and kissing the Capitol Police. I think someone referred to him that way. Trump said that. (laughs) I remember that. Republicans just desperately want us to believe they had nothing to do with the January 6th insurrection. I mean, that didn't even happen, according to some of them. (laughs) Right. There was no insurrection, they claim. Okay, this is fun, and I couldn't pass it up. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has repeatedly (sighs) hurled bullshit accusations that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or she says Ocasio, or Ocasio, she says it (laughs) many wrong names. But AOC, she's repeatedly hurled these accusations that AOC supports terrorists. Uh, Yeah. So, So listen to this, which is... Marjorie Taylor Greene, well, supporting terrorists. Voicing support for terrorists. <laughs> yeah. While it's catch and release for domestic terrorists, Antifa, BLM, 
The people who breached the Capitol on January 6th are being abused, some even being held for 23 hours a day in solitary confinement. Pobrecitos. I, I feel like someone once said to me, you know, if you can't do the time, <laughs> don't do the crime, right? Is that is that a thing? I feel like someone said that once. No idea. Not ringing a bell. Okay. Well, it, maybe, I, maybe I dreamt it. But Judson, she does have a heart at least. I mean, it goes out to domestic terrorists who attack the country, but she has a heart. I, just, I love how she calls you know, BLM and Antifa terrorists. Yeah, and what did she call the actual terrorists? The, the, the people who are being abused. Right, people. The actual terrorists who have been arrested for actual terrorism. Yeah. She calls them people. And the people who were arrested for exercising their First Amendment rights <laughs> are domestic terrorists. Exactly. So, you know, you'd think, Judson, with, with all the apparent confusion over what happened on January 6th. Not confused. <laughs> well, some people seem confused. Oh, oh, I agree. I definitely agree. But then wouldn't it make sense to form a 9-11 style commission to look at into what happened that day and how? I definitely think so. Maybe even a Benghazi style commission. I hear those are like, you know, we, we probably could just like do an extra Benghazi and just like, t and just like point them at January 6th instead of Benghazi, right? <laughs> yeah, just well, tell the Republicans it's about Benghazi, but then really investigate the- Perfect. Yeah. Well, it turns out a lot of people on both sides of the aisle thought that was a good idea. I, that's what I heard. Senator Lindsey Graham thought so. Earlier this year, he said, quote, they need a 9-11 commission to find out what happened and make sure it never happens again. And he wants to make sure that the Capitol footprint can be better defended next time. Right. Sure. A perfectly reasonable response. Now what he says is, <laughs> I can't say I'm for it. I can't say I'm against it until I talk to the people who are against it and see why they feel they need to be against it. Spoiler alert, Judson. Lindsey Graham is voting against it. That, he's definitely going to vote against it. Yeah. He just needs to know why he's supposed to vote against it and what he's going to say afterward. Right. Here's Kevin McCarthy less than four months ago. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. These facts require immediate action by President Trump. Accept his share of responsibility. Quell the brewing unrest and ensure President-elect Biden is able to successfully begin his term. And the President's immediate action also deserves congressional action, which is why I think a fact-finding commission and a censure resolution would be prudent. Oh, a fact-finding commission on the January 6th insurrection? Again, that seems reasonable to me. <laughs> well, that was then. Here is CNN reporting on McCarthy's position as of a few days ago. Minority leader Kevin McCarthy just announced he will not support a 9-11 style commission to study the Capitol insurrection or investigate it. He wrote, quote, given the political misdirections that have marred this process, given the now duplicative and potentially counterproductive nature of this effort, and given the speaker's short-sighted scope that does not examine interrelated forms of political violence in America, I cannot support this legislation. Legislation, by the way, that was negotiated by a Republican, John Katko of New York. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so if you're playing at home and you guess that the Republican's stated reason for opposing the commission is based on a lie, you'd be correct. Yeah. Oh, how about uh, Senator John Cornyn? Want him? Sure. February 13th, he tweeted, The January 6th attack on the Capitol was horrific and appalling. Those who planned and participated in the violence that day should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I agree with Speaker Pelosi. A 9-11 type investigation is called for to help prevent this from happening again. Yep. 
And this was brought to my attention by uh, at Alex on Twitter, who said tweets that aged poorly, <laughs> to which the senator responded. This was before Pelosi turned it into a political football. Existing bipartisan committees of Congress may be better suited to get the facts we need, like the Senate Intel Committee did in our three year investigation into the Russian 2016 election interference. That is bullshit. What he's saying is bullshit. Utter, okay. utter, utter bullshit. So when the commission was first proposed, it was somewhat partisan in favor of Democrats. Yeah. And that is why Democrats negotiated with Republicans to come up with a more bipartisan approach that the Republicans in the negotiations agreed to. Uh, like, like Congress is supposed to function. You, right. you might actually think. In fact, those committees are more partisan than, than this, this, this commission would be. Yeah. Because there are going to be equal numbers of Democrats and Republicans that have to have a majority. Right. So why are they changing their minds, Judson? Uh, because uh, I think the stated reason, which is probably the most of the real reason, is that it will distract from their 2022 message. I don't think that's their stated reason. Oh, no, it actually is. Like, that's one of the things I've said. I've heard that they think it's too partisan. I've heard that they're pissed that it ignores BLM Antifa, which isn't true. Uh, Mitch McConnell's excuse that it was duplicative, which is also not true. Yeah. I haven't heard them use the it's a distraction excuse. It certainly would be. I think what they mean to say is they don't they don't want to have to be defending the general. Yeah, what they're Genesis. really worried about is that it makes them look horrible. Well, yes, of course. But as I'm saying, they don't want to be having to defend their actions or inactions on January 6th while going while running for re-election. The, the House members, especially because they're all going to be up for re-election. Right. It's they want to they want to bury it and never speak of it again and and never be held to account for what they might have done. Well, the flip-flopping Republicans in a pathetic attempt to avoid accountability for the terrorist attack on this country got called out by Congressman Tim Ryan of Ohio. Yes, it did. I got to play this audio. <laughs> What's the Colbert said? Man, that guy should run for president. Oh, wait. He did- what now? Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I, want, I want to thank the gentleman from New York and the other Republicans who are supporting this and thank them for their bipartisanship. To the other 90% of our friends on the other side of the aisle, holy cow, incoherence. No idea what you're talking about. Benghazi, you guys chased the former Secretary of State all over the country, spent millions of dollars. We have people scaling the Capitol hitting the Capitol Police with lead pipes across the head, and we can't get bipartisanship. What else has to happen in this country? Cops. This is a slap in the face to every rank-and-file cop in the United States. If we're going to take on China, if we're going to rebuild the country, if we're going to reverse climate change, we need two political parties in this country that are both living in reality, and you ain't one of them. Well, Judson, the bill did pass the House with 35 Republicans supporting it. Which was way more than I expected. Me too. I mean, it's it's not looking great in the Senate. It is not. You got to peel off 10 Republicans to to beat the filibuster. Right. And Mitch McConnell sort of signaled by coming out against it that he doesn't want Republicans in the Senate to to support it. Right. And he's way better at at whipping his party up there than uh, McCarthy is. Absolutely. You know who else voted against the bill in the House, Judson? Mm, not not specifically. Indiana Congressman Greg Pence. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> the, the brother of the guy, the um, tourists, wanted to hang on January 6th. 
Yeah, you could say what you want about my brother Judson, but <laughs> I, I honestly don't think he'd support people who wanted to at, execute. At me. no point has he ever uh, voted for the guys who wanted to execute you. Yeah. Right. Mm. Well, we'll see if this commission passes in the Senate, but I think it's unlikely to get past the filibuster. Yeah, it's that's probably where it's going to die. There are though other options to investigate January sixth, but you would really think like this would be a no-brainer bipartisan vote. It it was right. Their up very until, lives were in jeopardy. Right up until the last week before the vote, it was a no-brainer bipartisan vote. And then suddenly they realized people might find out what they did. Yep. They might be called as witnesses. Yep. Well, Judson, I'm still wheeling and dealing behind the scenes to get us sponsors, okay? Okay. And and once again, I was successful. Oh, no. So we'll be right back (laughs) after a word from our sponsor. You've rafted the Colorado. You've climbed the Statue of Liberty. But now you're looking for a different kind of adventure. It's time for the Capitol Tour. When you travel with the Capital Touring Company, you travel with the best. So welcome aboard, Patriot. Today is the day American Patriots start taking down names and kicking ass. Your day begins as you step onto our spacious assault bus. You'll receive a pocket copy of the Constitution covered in bullet-stopping Kevlar and a travel my pillow. Enjoy your complimentary eight-ounce can of bear spray. While we travel, slake your thirst for freedom with an endless supply of monster energy drinks. For your entertainment, we'll treat all on board to a free screening of Birth of a Nation as we travel to Washington, D.C., proud home of the Redskins. Once we arrive at our nation's capital, you'll be able to gear up you and the family at our fully stocked outfitter van. Treat you and the little missus to a red, white, and blue truncheon. And don't forget to grab one of our commemorative flagpole spears. Now it's time to peacefully storm the halls of power. Our experienced guides will show you the way. You'll climb, you'll breach locked doors. Want even more adventure? Lovingly gouge out a Capitol Police officer's eyeball. Respectfully bash him over the head with a fire extinguisher. Smear you or your loved one's feces on a statue or painting of your choosing. Our guides will be right by your side as you take back what's rightfully yours. The Democrats already stole the election. Don't let them steal your God-given right to a totally normal, peaceful tour slash insurrection. We're the Capitol Touring Company. We make America great, one coup at a time. Where we tour one, we tour all. That sounds like a great time, huh? <laughs> I mean, can I pick sponsors or what? What was the second choice? <laughs> or what? What? Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm going to probably pass. I'm just going to stay home. I don't... Oh, well, yeah. okay. I might check it out. It sounds fun. Okay. I will not bail you out. <laughs> Judson, before we get to this week's closed topic, I did want to remind everyone that uh, the Facts and Friends podcast is written, directed, and produced by Judson and Tino with contributions from Jigsaw. <laughs> that's a that's a for lack of a better term a deep cut it is (laughs) but no one knows who this is so i can just write that for him i know it's a a deep cut for an audience of one of roughly one 
<laughs> and our new theme song, as I mentioned last week, is composed by Omar. So once again, Judson, something new that we're trying this season is to put out a little call for talent. Gotcha. We have a lot of really smart, funny listeners, and we'd love to hear some of their ideas. Who knows? We may even want to incorporate some new voices into the show down the road. Yes, please. So yeah, you could take a week off. I could take a week off. Yeah, it sounds good. So if you'd like to be part of the Facts and Friends team, send us an email at facts friends at gmail.com that's fax letter n friends at gmail and just let us know how you'd like to contribute we're open to all your ideas absolutely now if you don't want to be part of making the show you can still play a vital role in keeping us on the air all we ask is that you let your friends know about the show send them a link to your favorite episode suggest they subscribe those kinds of things would be fantastic and whether or not you want to help us make the sausage we love hearing from you <laughs> So drop us a comment or DM us on the Facts and Friends Facebook page with feedback, criticism, tongue twisters, Ted Cruz, emasculation memes. Yeah, definitely the last one. Always, <laughs> always welcome. Also, please follow us on Twitter at Facts and Friends, Facts, a letter and friends individually. You can reach me on Twitter at Uncle Tortilla. And Judson, tell the good people how they can connect with you. Uh, I am always on our the Facts and Friends Twitter, but you can also reach me personally at The Fault and My Arse. Okay, so this week's closed topic is more on the serious side. Okay. We want to spend a few minutes talking about the future of reproductive rights in the United States. <sighs> that is because this week the Supreme Court agreed to hear Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which seeks to overturn a Fifth Circuit ruling blocking a Mississippi state law enacted in 2018 that tried to ban abortions after 15 weeks. Right. Also, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a law that effectively bans abortion after six weeks. On the same day that they executed someone. Yeah. Pro-life. Judson, uh, I understand you have some thoughts on this. I do have some thoughts. Take it away. Roe v. Wade is dead. Maybe you didn't get the memo, but Roe took its last breath the same moment Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. We probably talked about it at the time, I can't recall, and I know we talked about it in the run-up to and during the postmortem of 2016. And I can tell you who killed Roe, and RBG as well, both in the sense of her legacy and in leaving her no choice but to attempt to run out the clock on Trump. We did. All of us. Look, I could give you the stats and blame white people, and we definitely deserve some blame, like how 62% of white men and 47% of white women voted to crash an unqualified freight train of corruption and incompetence into office. Well, among those who seek abortions, a plurality, about 39%, are white. So great job voting against your best interests as per usual, folks. But really, while those stats are telling and a bit amusing slash terrifying, they don't tell the whole story, because it wasn't Trump voters alone, white or otherwise, who did this. I'm also talking about the Jill Stein voters, the Bernie bros, the never Hillary voters, the I'd vote for a woman but not that woman crowd. You were at least as culpable, just as the voters who stayed home pretending both parties or candidates were equally bad, that wrote in a nonsense candidate or left the top race blank or just couldn't find the time to get out and vote because they weren't energized by a particular candidate. And yeah, I would even put some blame on us lowly liberal podcast hosts. What the fuck? Did we do everything we could have in the past to avert our current situation? Did our antics convince anyone to vote for sanity over cruelty? I submit they probably did not. So while I could lump this all on one demographic or one political party, I'm not going to. We failed. America failed. And by failing, we killed women's rights as they currently, for a very brief remaining window, exist in this country, whether you meant to or not. But just because I won't blame a single group, that doesn't mean I won't say we told you so. We fucking told you. We told you this right here. This is why you have to show up and vote every single election cycle. Even when your candidate lost the primary. Even when you aren't inspired. Even when you think that something is settled law and couldn't possibly be changed now. Because when you don't show up, when you don't let these faux originalist fucks know that you mean business, 
when you don't demonstrate how you will absolutely ruin their senators and congresspeople at the ballot box every single cycle if they threaten the very fabric of human rights in this nation. When you don't stand up and tell them that if they fuck around, they will find out exactly what sort of damage an engaged and aware electorate can do with their votes. This is what will happen. Every goddamn time. It's too late to save Roe now. We blew our chance to save it, just like we blew our chance to let RBG have the option to retire in her 80s during her fifth bout with cancer. But maybe, just maybe, America can learn a lesson from Roe's death. From our failure. Maybe we can save some other parts of Justice Ginsburg's legacy. By showing the fuck up on election day and working like hell to unfuck what SCOTUS is about to fuck. Because that's what it's going to take to fix this, and to fix us. Maximum effort, to borrow a movie quote. Or to vulgarly paraphrase John Wesley, father of Methodism, in a way that would shock most Methodists. By doing all the fucking good we can, by all the fucking means we can, and all the fucking ways we can, and all the fucking places we can, at all the fucking times we can, for all the fucking people we can, as long as ever we fucking can. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you all next week. Take care, everybody. You, know, you didn't have to blame me, man. Jesus. <laughs> we came here and created a blank slate. We, we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but if, but candidly, that, that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture.